Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, I was about to say with no shame. Friday, March 25th, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Wild times right now in the sports world. Obviously in the world elsewhere as well. Nick Segling here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. Rich, Hot Takes, Letty, my NBA phenom coming through today. Got to catch up on the NBA before we hit playoff time. Obviously March Madness continues to provide excitement, upsets, and everything that us Hoop fans really admire. Busted brackets, all that. Appreciate everybody who got in this year's Seggy Station Bracket Challenge. Really good to be back here podding today. Been off for about 10 days in the podcast. So much happening in the sports world. It's kind of tough to even get through and podcast anything sports talk wise when I'm falling this far behind. But appreciate all love and support that everyone shows to the podcast and asking when I'll be back. As obviously the sports world has been providing a lot of conversations. Look forward to catching up with Rich. Shout out to my guy Chu. MLB will be back around here. Right around the corner along with the Masters and NBA playoffs, as I mentioned, March Madness. Obviously, this wild NFL offseason that everyone's calling the craziest of all time. And obviously, there's plenty to discuss there. I've seen a lot of interesting takes and topics that I wanted to get back in and touch on. It's been a minute, as I mentioned here on the podcast. So it'll be a Interesting time as I'm trying to catch up, but I'm looking forward to catching up with Rich today. Hopefully make it back solo here sometime next week. Chewy comes back around. Hopefully I'll get a few other friends that have been on the podcast here over the next few months as have a little bit more time to be potting and playing some golf as the weather warms up here in Connecticut. New England area, obviously, the winter months, not my favorite. Uh, looking forward to that warmer weather forward to what spring and the summer has to bring is kind of up in the air for me it's been a interesting time personally obviously with everything else going on in the world and sports it's so much at this point for me and I've kind of struggled with that I feel like that's why I've been leaning back is also just not having as much time to be here potting but I'm happy to be here today got the time today much love to everybody that shows any love to it you can always follow along my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Always got a live version of the podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Always appreciate a follow there. And still got a podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. But right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. Should be an interesting show today. Enjoy it. What's up, dude? Way longer than I thought. Way, way longer. That's all right, dude. You brought the tan back to the podcast. Love to yeah. see it. Yeah, how we doing? Pink sweatshirt? Is that si- Yeah, is bro. Siggy? Oh, you had that for a while? No, I just got it. It was great. I had to order some uh, new business cards, and then those stickers I ordered, I had, like, wow. stuff in my uh, cart, so I'm like, oh, word, I'll cop one of these to match my hat, basically. Put a little logo in there. Pretty dope, you know, just hanging. Let's uh, go. Yeah, Mad's going on in sports. I haven't been potting as much. It's been 10 days since I've been here. You went on vacation since then. Obviously, a lot's happened since then. So, catching up, obviously, now with you being a little late, no worries at all, because I love you for coming by and talking some sports anyways. Um, yeah, I'll switch it up a little bit. I'll start with uh, five things with SAG. I'm going to have to start a uh, timer with this one, too, so we can try and get through as much as we can before you or I got to go. And, obviously, if you've got anything to say, we'll... 
clip it. But let me start with this, bro. There's so much going on. Obviously, a lot of takes and opinions and sports headlines, madness, NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, Jesus, golf season, Masters, all these things. It's just like so crazy. Uh, what's crazier to me though now, and I, I've talked about this on here with you so many times that it's just like wild to me at this point that we're at this point where now Kyrie Irving is allowed to play home games. And I know that this is out of all the things I can start with, it's like, damn, this is what Seg's starting with. But it's like, right. this shit's actually crazy to me. Because I was with Duke yesterday or a couple days ago. I'm talking to him about it. Chat with Dukes. And you know what's good with Dukes. Like, I'm not going to talk for him. If he wants to come through on the pod, I'd appreciate it. But whatever, he's doing his own thing. Uh, he's got, you know, stuff going well for him. So that's all fine and dandy. But to me, I'm seeing all these things where we're running low on funds for COVID, where uh, – Scientists are saying we're not doing enough to prevent uh, what could be another surge and all these things kind of going on and all these conversations we kind of had and Kyrie kind of in and out and now he's kind of there and then he's kind of not and then he's in the stands and then he's kind of not and now he's on the court. Home games, away games, and regardless of you know what we could say about this, just impacting the Nets in general and how I kind of think uh, my take with the Nets in general with Kyrie being able to play home games and if Ben Simmons, I don't know if he's going to get on the court at all, I still think Kevin Durant's a, lethal and i think Kyrie is a top 10 15 player in this league if he's got all this rest because of this situation um but i just want to preface uh what i'm saying with this rich uh we've had like basically three prominent uh athletes which by the way i heard this take today too which i completely agree with you know who makes more money than anybody basically at all is is athletes and entertainers actors all that like more than Doctors, lawyers, it used to be back in the old days, doctors, lawyers, right? Uh, business owners, obviously they still make good money, but you right now, bro, with all these contracts and all these NIL deals and all this gambling money, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's good to be an athlete. Uh, any sport, really. Um, damn, Kyrie is back on the court, and I think that's just crazy to me because... Kyrie Irving stood by at 10 toes, right? NBA really was like handing by it. And I think, I think, uh, with like a lot of this survey that I saw, a lot of people are more, more inclined to go with kind of how Kyrie handled this situation, less inclined to go with how Aaron Rodgers handled this situation line, even lesser inclined to go. I also, uh, saw this with, uh, Novak Djokovic, who's Who's not? Who hasn't lied, but has also basically said, "Oh, I've gotten COVID a bunch of times. Like I'm immune to. It. I don't need the vaccine." And looking for these religious exemptions and all that. Like people are away from that. They're even more away from lying, like Aaron Rodgers. And to be quite honest, they're more with Kyrie Irving, regardless of if you believe with what he's standing for in his own personal things with what's going on. But what I do think is kind of messed up is then why couldn't he just play from the beginning, or when the away players were exactly. able doing it. And I just talked about this on the pod. If it got to this point, like, you know, what what were we going to be able to say or how are things going to go? And to me, it's just so confusing, man. Just so confusing, man. And, you know, just leading into, you know, the MLB starting up with the unvaxxed players and the mandate. Obviously, with Kyrie Irving basically being the the major uh, player in this, this dude's then been – allowed by the Nets back to play away games, which I thought he should have been doing from the whole start of the season, but the Nets didn't allow that. And he's dropping 60 and and 100 points in two games in a row. Uh, You know, this dude's unreal. So it's like, to me, it's like, well, 
if you're the NBA, this is this is just like a weird message to me. This is just such a weird message. And I'm not I'm not saying Kyrie needs to do it one way or the other, but to me, this is just a weird message by the NBA to like all people involved right now, which is just to me just a wild time, bro. Just a wild time. Uh, you can go all the way down from youth, youth sports and schools, all the way up to fucking you and me working, all the way up to everywhere, bro. It's it's just crazy at this point. And in a league like the NBA, which I think is obviously probably the best, if not right up there with the NFL, uh, sending not a great message with this when they're always up and trying in front and being with all these messages we're trying to send. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know where I'm at with any of this shit because I'm because it just. Right. It's just I, for I, me, like, and for Duke, it gives him, you know, more, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm all fucking. I, this is a weird scenario where multiple things can be true. Like, for me, you can be pro vaccine and believe people should get vaccinated and also think the rule is dumb as shit. Like, that's, it's pretty simple to me. Like, I, that's where I stand on it. Like, should you get vaccinated? Probably. I don't know shit. I'm not a scientist, but most of the population has. If you, you know, people are going to stand their ground and respect, look, respect to Kyrie in some ways. Do I think he should get vaccinated? Yeah, probably. But I respect someone who is at least able, even if I disagree with it overall, like able to say like, this is where I stand on this. Like I'm, this is where my principles are. I'm not caving to that. Like, yeah, you hope those principles aren't like racism or hurting the general public and stuff like that. But like, yeah. for the most part, I can like understand someone who's like standing by their principles. Yeah. The tough thing, and it worked out for him. The tough thing was, and it just made everyone realize how stupid it was. And there are a few factors that we could go into, like, well, what changed it? But, like, that Nets game, Kyrie was smart as shit. So his family has courtside tickets, and he used, he buys his family courtside tickets. He used their courtside tickets to come to that Nets game. Yeah. And I think that put a big spectacle on it for, like, not the NBA, but just the general public for it to kind of click. It did help it click for me, being, like, kind of shit from, like, this guy should get vaccinated to like, well, maybe he should, but also yeah. what the fuck are these rules where yeah. everyone in the stadium could be unvaccinated courtside? I've been be saying that no, though, no, no, dog. The, but the bigger, <laughs> so I'm just trying mean, to figure out what changed. And the bigger thing here is, so that's what I'm getting to right now. The bigger thing here is not only was he able to sit courtside, he was able to like dap him up, say what's up. Go to him. the locker like, room. Yep. What's, what's, what's the fuck? I think he wasn't allowed to go to the locker room. He took a fine to go to the locker room. So then that's got fine, but whatever. You're basically right. He was allowed to go to the locker room. Yes. Um, so what changed one, I think a little bit of it was that like the general public talking about it, but like Chewie was saying in our group, like, I think one of the main things that changed it had nothing to do with basketball, the money, like, where, and Cohen, the money, the money of Cohen, and like the only thing I'll say, that yeah, like but that's this. Slightly, this is where this no, 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 is just gets fucked up say, to me, dog. Say, the only thing I'll say that slightly disagrees with your point, and I agree with you on everything else, and we've had this conversation before. Is like, I don't, I don't blame the NBA at all. The NBA wasn't preventing him from playing. The NBA wanted Kyrie to play. I promise that the NBA did not want Kyrie Irving not playing on one of the top markets. The yep. NBA was probably like, thank God he can play, and the shit can be behind us. Yeah, like, good to go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's dude. You know, for me, I, I just, for me, if it's about the money, which I saw Chewy talking about, and I just, I just don't even care to do enough research because so much is changing so quick all the time, all sports, all things, all everything, uh, go turn on the news right now. It's just, everything's wild, man. And I'm just like, all right, so is this why they can do this? Cause so much is just changing all the time. Like literally it seems like every day. And I'm just like, I just don't get it. It's just 
a whole season went by and it just people just talking the way they do about Kyrie and now everything's uh all cool with you know him being allowed to play and you know Aaron Rodgers got suspended one game I look at uh this dude Kyrie Irving how many games he missed this year and I'm I'm not yeah. saying he was suspended but to me it's the same thing and I'm just like this whole thing is whack to me dog this dude's an Aaron Rodgers an MVP I don't think he's gonna be that much more with the Packers offseason the way it's been going uh, but I'll probably save that for another time. Let me touch on this uh, topic, Rich. Uh, how's your bracket looking? I haven't even checked up. Uh, I haven't even checked up the podcast one because man, my shit's busted as hell. I knew it was gonna get busted as hell. I saw a couple things on it. First six games, it's like three point one percent only. A first day, like literally, just the amount of upsets it's been. Uh, it's the lower, most average lowest seed to have advanced to the Sweet 16 and now further probably with the Elite Eight in these games today after coming off these games last night. Number one overall seed, Zags. Two number ones going down yesterday. I'm like, geez, dude. I knew this was coming. I used to do the Seggy right, Seggy wrong thing all the time and I wish I kind of got more back into that but there's so much to touch on I won't even have time for that. But damn, I knew this was coming. And this is the... This is the craziest thing about it to me. It's like I, I in one of my brackets picked the Zags and I had no faith in the Zags winning. I'm like, what, bro, what? Remember last year? I'm thinking now back. I'm like, damn, this team was undefeated, lost in the national championship game, and that's kind of like, oh, I'm like, damn, I know they lost Jalen Suggs, but they get Chet Holmgren who fouls out last night. It really doesn't impact the game at all. Everyone's now questioning him being an impact player in the NBA. Dude's gonna be a good player in the NBA, but I'm just looking. Know. I'm just looking at like the whole situation with the Zags, and I'm like, dude, this is this is ugly, bro. Because this is this is the weirdest thing. But my main couple points here from just this tournament in general, obviously the upsets, the brackets, everything's been good. Um, I love watching college basketball; it's so much better than college football. But let me just give you a couple of points why, and let me also give you. And I've talked to you about this before, but bro. Not only with these upsets and these these games that we watch, even conference games before the tournament that are way better, in my opinion, regular season games in college basketball, way more intriguing to watch than regular season football, even playoff football, bowl football, you could talk all about it. Bro, everyone's bracket just being messed up instantly. Like, you could be a college basketball analyst. I watch all these college basketball analysts pick terrible games because you don't know what's going to happen because it's so much different than what you know is going to happen in college football every single time. They got to expand. They got to expand. Because even if you get Alabama and Georgia in the final, man, dude, it'd be cool to watch a couple other of these teams that are apparently potentially got a chance to get in like, or to, to make a run. Like, it's just, it's just so annoying to me, bro. Like, college basketball, especially at this time of the year, with all these other sports going on, it gets me so mad, too, with how this NFL offseason is going. Because everyone's just talking about that. These sports, I'm like, bro. It's college basketball, NBA playoffs in like a week. I'm like, who cares? The season started. Let's talk about it after the draft. Like, I get there's a ton of offseason NFL things happening, but it's like, bro, that's so far from now. I get we can probably touch on it, but like, damn, like that's all everyone's talking about. To me, you should be talking about how much better college basketball is than college football because here's the thing, man. It's the same BS with college football every year, and they're not going to expand it apparently until the 2025 season 26, which I just don't understand that. And the name, image, likeness thing is pretty legit. It's a real deal. And as much as I've been screaming for Kyrie to be on the court and all these other things I've been screaming about that have kind of come in fruition now, uh, college athletes getting paid, that's one of the most wild ones to me. Dude, Dougie Eater, Buffalo Wild Wings name, image, likeness deal with St. Peter's just making a run, taking out Kentucky. I'm like, damn, I had Kentucky to win one of my 
uh, brackets absolutely busted right away. Like, for, like, literally, like, the first day within five hours, bracket busted. I'm just like, okay, that's pretty uh, sick. Um, yeah. Nah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild to me, though, dude, because I just don't understand how people can honestly, and I think, you know, whatever, football is cool. Like, college football is so much lacking behind college basketball. It ha- it It is. I don't know I how... Just- I don't know how you could disagree with this. I, so I disagree with, like, the more I watch college basketball, I realize why I don't like watching college basketball. They're just, I'm like, and it's obvious. I'm not making some hot take, but they're so far below the level of basketball that NBA players are playing to when, like, I watch NBA consistently and then I watch college. I'll be like, yeah, no, I know why. March Madness is exciting. March Madness is the best tournament of the year, but I could argue it's the best tournament of the year for 48 hours. Um, March Madness is amazing when there are multiple games on at once and it loses some of its luster when it's not. You didn't watch any of those games last night? You had yeah, two upset yeah. games last night, yeah. another really so, close game in Duke and Texas yes, Test. Yes, like, yes, yes. I, I think those are way better stuff than college football playoff. Like, let's just... Okay, look. Okay, I'm not going to argue that because, like, truthfully, I don't watch college football. I know people love college football. My argument with college basketball, and I don't even want to make it too much about this, is, like, I just realized I end every year going, like, after March Madness, like when I'm filling out my brackets, the first two rounds, I'm like, damn, why don't I watch more college basketball? I should watch more college basketball. And then I watch it and I'm like, yeah, this is why. It's just like, you know, kind of unskilled big guys, like missing little gimme shots, getting their rebounds, like miss threes, shit like that. It's just like, it's not the same product. Like it's still a fun product. It's the most exciting product there is for, you know, the first few rounds of it. Cause it's single elimination. It's like, teams that we don't view as equally talented because we're like, oh, Kentucky and Gonzaga have all these stars, and then we get out there, and it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. A team like St. Peter's can go out there and win because, like, they just, they're playing harder than the other team. Their shots are falling, shit like that. So, like, it is very exciting on that front. I'm by no means saying, Rich. Like, I'm sitting there like these games suck. Okay, I Rich. I just realize after watching them, I'm like, my oh, guy, dude, like you could talk about the product it not being the same as the NBA. I but guess that's a no brainer. My guy, let's just talk about the fact that if you had more college football games that were expanded in a sense that you just literally brought up my point where, Oh, maybe a team could knock off a team. Uh, maybe not. College football. I'm not even you got nothing on college football. Whatever, dude. Personally. Like I don't, I won't turn on the championship bowl game. Cause I don't care. I remember watching one one time at your, uh, girlfriend now fiance's house, right? Literally uh, that. Years? Yeah. Literally like, yeah. yeah. So that's a fucking live, but you're worse than Aaron Rodgers. Would, would I put it on a TV in a public, if I had people over because people care? Yes. Have I watched the game ever alone or with Lisa? Never in my life. I would watch any regular season something else game or play a video game or something. Like I don't, it's just not something I care about. That's not a knock on college football. Yeah, I mean, dude, football. just so many like wild storylines in the tournament too. Like I could talk about it for too long, but you didn't come fast say, enough. Say, Coach well, K gets his hundredth NCAA tournament win last night. Like, yeah, I hate Duke and I kind of always have, but that's pretty uh, magnificent. I will say, I don't. Not that I'm any. You know, I haven't been watching college basketball the whole year. I've basically just been watching, like, since the conference tournament started and the NCAA tournament. But out of, like, all the top guys I've watched, like, Benchero, Jalen Ivey, like, I don't know, whoever, um, I I, I think it's going to be real. I think Jaden Ivey. I think Jaden Ivey should be the number one pick, too, if you're going to say that. I don't know if I was going to say that, but I think he's going to be incredibly um, good. Yeah, I do, too. You touched on it um, when you were going through, like, your whole um, uh, thing before on Chet Holmgren. 
I'm not saying I don't think he's going to be good. That's not what I'm saying at all. I will say I look at him and it's like, it's a bad comparison, but I struggle to not be like, how is his ceiling not like Porzingis or something like that? Unless he like, unless he frame, frames out better, which is fine. Like Porzingis is a, you know, amazing NBA player if it hadn't been for injuries slowing him down and like still a very good one. But like, I don't know. I, I don't think he'd be my number one pick is all I'm saying. I see... And I'm by no means trying to – I'm not trying to make a hot take. Like, he won't be good. I truly have no idea what he will be. I just look at him, and I struggle to see him being, like, a franchise cornerstone. But also, I've watched him for, like, five games, so take my word with a grain of salt. Um, he, could, he, could, he could build his body out a lot more. He's a 19-year-old skinny link. Yeah. Like, he could look so different in a few years. Yeah, I don't like, have enough time to talk about this. But I do think Jaden Ivey will be the, the gem yeah. of that draft. That's what I do I, think. I I'm like putting Jayden that, Ivey, I'm fucking, putting that uh, thing right now. God, what's, his, uh, what's the dude from uh, Arizona's name with the wing? Um, I don't know. They just I'm lost last night. Right Same he thing that always happens. Zags, Arizona. Hopefully Purdue doesn't lose today because they're known to do that oh, as well. Ben, I would not be surprised. Marfin. He's filthy. Or no, is that who it was? I'm I'm bad at this because I just no, I think it was Benedict Martin. I'd have to go back and look. Whatever. Yeah, I honestly don't even know who that is. I'm uh He was I was watching him and not even in the game, um I'm trying to search and do this at the same time to find his stats from that game. Whoever Arizona played before Houston, it was TCU. Okay, so maybe not like the best opponent out there. They're still okay, but what did he do? Yeah, Benedict Martin dropped 30 points on great shooting, played 41 minutes, 38 and 4. And he was just like, they haven't listed as a guard when I was watching the game. It looked like he was playing more of a wing position. Just seemed like a good defender, kind of lanky dude, super athletic, could get his own shot. Like, I don't know where he's projected to go. I'm going to look it up right now, but like, that's a dude I would want on my team. I'm interested into like where projections actually have him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, oh, shit. He's protected the number five pick. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay, other people see that, too. Not not saying anything insightful, I guess. I did not know he was the number five projected pick. Nice, Rich. That's how much you're keeping up with the times. Uh, let's I see how much you're keeping up with this. Um, That's it. You know, damn, bro. I can't believe the NBA regular season's almost over, and it's getting down to the crunch time here for a couple of teams. You got the Lakers playing the Pels a couple games uh, on the way out, uh, one that I believe this Sunday, and now the Pels um, right there. A couple of things I want to talk out here before we get out of the this is, uh, damn, okay, so, wow. Zion Williamson has that video of the dunk, right? I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this dude. Like, I'm just trying to figure out because literally, like, a day before I saw, like, he was shut down or, like, not returning. And then, mm-hmm. like, a week before that, I saw that he was, like, ramping up to potentially be back. And I'm like, oh, wow, the Pels are, like, looking real good after this CJ McCollum trade. And, like, damn, Devontae Graham's balling, dropping 30. Like, can Zion just get on the court? Because, like, that would be a really tough uh, team to beat for the Lakers in the play. And obviously, with LeBron, even what he's doing, which. It's just incredible. And Russ has been playing better, by the way. Yeah, Anthony Davis gets on the court, watch out. We'll we'll get in those projections before when we see them actually sit down. But, yeah, you can look at me all you want. We'll wait and see. My main thing here, though, is, dude, is, like, I, this whole thing with Zion, for me, is just weird, bro. Because, like, if Zion's throwing down like that on video, and, like, regardless if he was allowed to release that or not, like, whatever, dude, he can release whatever the hell he wants. Um, I'm just like, 
damn, that he looks pretty good to go to me. So like, what yeah. what is good? Like with the play in turn, like they're there, they're right there to be in the the play in. I... So like, what you're just gonna shut him down for the whole year and with all these talks of, uh, you know. I know Jaws hurt for the next couple weeks, which is kind of wild, but we'll touch on that here after this. Uh, you know, damn, man, Jaws isn't in that uh, category yet where we're really actually worried about uh, him, you know, with his injuries as kind of w- w- like we are with guys like Zion, Anthony Davis now at this point, right? Oh, so, so, I mean, Zion. at this point, Zion, he, to me, when you're doing that type of video, bro, you're, like, ready to be able to play. Like, so, like, I don't know why you're releasing that video unless, like, you're not trying to be playing i haven't heard anyone else's take on this but like my initial two thoughts are it's one of two things one like you're saying like he's kind of ready to go back and the only reason they're putting out like no timetable he's not coming back it's just because like they don't want every day like the questions to the team to be like is Zion going to be here for the play? And is Zion going to be here for the play? And it's easier to say, like, he's not going to be here. And then if he's going Bro, to be here, Bro, like, I literally Zion. have a screenshot on my phone that says Zion Williamson is done for the season. So, like, no, why are they no. putting out that report if then he's allowed to do that literally no, less than a day later? Hold on. Like, That's exactly what I just when said. When you're in the play in Cape... What do I you mean? they put that report out there. So that every question is not what's going on with this, what's going on with this, because that's their main thing. Like when the Harden trade's going on for the Nets, every tra- every question is about Harden. When Ben, when ben Simmons is with the 76ers, every question is about Ben Simmons. Like I'd imagine that's why the Nets said their thing too. Like Ben Simmons, like no timetable for return. Like fucking stop asking us. He's not. These dudes do press conferences every day. They're not trying to hear about that shit. They want to talk about the team. The other players aren't trying to talk about that. So like, I think there's two schools of thought. One that, and the other side being that uh, it takes a lot more effort to run up and down an NBA court, especially for like 20, 25, 30 minutes a game than it does to like have one jump and dunk it. Like, yeah, before Zion returns, I promise you he's going to dunk many times because dunking is nothing compared to like running up and down an NBA court all game. So like you could make the argument that like, yeah, he's doing the team would maybe say like, yeah, he's doing workouts and he's capable of dunking a ball and doing a windmill because he's Zion. But like, he hasn't played basketball in a year and a half and he's not capable. He's not in game shape or still, you know, he's still doing slight parts of rehab. So I guess it's more number two, what I just said of like, yeah, he could, he's ready to throw down and do warmups. He's not ready to play 20 plus minutes a night and run up and down the NBA court. Not cleared for that. That would be my guess, but we, we don't know. We'll wait and see. It would be fun to see him come back. CJ McCollum's been balling. Brandon Ingram's been out in the Pel- like for yeah, I know. five, six, seven games and the Pelicans have still been playing really well. So, uh, it'd be really fun to see what they could do with Zion back. We haven't seen him play a game with Jonas Valanciunas, who, no disrespect to Steven Adams, but like I think I said it on here a few times, Steven Adams was an awful fit next to Zion. Great NBA player, great center, but like just a terrible fit next to Zion. Jonas Valanciunas is a little better, can actually like create his own shot a little more, step like into the mid-range, can even step to a corner three when he needs to. So I think the offense will be better for Zion once he comes back, and it'll be fun to watch, but... I don't even know if I should because look, the thing is, if you're the Pelicans, what's your ceiling right now? Like you maybe make the play in and you maybe make the eight seed. And then it's like, I I think they still don't want to rush Zion back for that, but it would be cool to see him get like 15, 20 minutes a night just to see him back on the court. I guess my point is that basically like a week ago, I'm thinking, dude, maybe like a month ago, I'm telling you, I'm like, bro, why, why would he even come back at this point after all-star break? Right. I'm like, what's going on? He hasn't played all year. You know, he's rehabbing, not away from the team. 
you know, then all of a sudden he releases that video. Like, I don't know, dude. That It was weird time. It's it just weird so time. weird to me. And I'm just like, all right, and then you're not going to play? Like, all right, he, dude, like with, I see no, where your with, head's he at. He with the team now. Um, he reported to the team. He's let me just say this before the bell goes off, though, because I know John Morant's out for two weeks. I know the Grizzlies are 15-2 and two without John Morant, uh, which obviously hurts his MVP candidacy, which I'm going to touch on with you before we head out of here. But uh, the Grizzlies, I don't think that uh, underrates – John Morant's uh, MVP candidacy. I think you're just a lot of people are uh, are overrates people John want, Morant. I think people are underrating the Grizzlies, bro. And I've been just hearing more and more people now, even with the platform talking. Oh, I think the Grizzlies are gonna make it out of the West. I've been saying that. I love the Grizz. Um, you know, and it's just gonna be interesting to see how things go come playoff time for the Grizz as long as John Morant healthy. Because when you're taking care of the Nets squad, when you got KD and Kyrie dropping seventy eight. Without John Morant, um, that's special. I think they're top three in, in like literally basically all these offensive defensive categories. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is defensive player of the year. Uh, we were talking about that the other the other uh, day. Um, and there's a couple things I wanted to get into you, obviously with what we talked about, but uh, we'll do that after this bell maybe. But the Grizz for real, uh, I think are going to represent the West. And and my dark horse, as I told you. Um, and I saw also this report about uh, potentially with the Clippers if they get out of the play-in. Um, I'd probably go Mavs-Clippers. I like what the Mavs are doing. So I pretty for much... Mavs-Clippers for what? Coming out of the West. I literally I literally like the Grizzlies to come out of the West. And um, as my other dark horses, I like the Mavs and the, and the Clips. And, okay. you know, honestly, I think the favorite, obviously, is the, is the Suns. The Clippers not coming back. I mean, like, unless you're thinking he still does. Like, I don't think Kawhi is coming back this year. But we'll see. All right. Is it, I'm, so, I guess I'm just saying, does that hinge on Kawhi coming back? Or are you saying you think with Paul George? I saw a report that said that Paul George could be coming back here uh, for the play-in if they make it. And if so, and they I make it out of the play-in, Kawhi could be in for the run. I don't know when that was. I heard Kawhi probably wasn't coming back this year, but I guess my question to you, regardless, we don't know what's going to happen. Where do, does your dark horse hinge on Kawhi coming back, or is it like you think they could make some noise with just Paul George? No, they're well. They did make some noise with just Paul George. I'm not know, saying they I couldn't. Saying um, the I think I think when I'm talking just co- strictly coming out of the West, yeah, um, they're going to need Kawhi for that. Yeah. Um, and I think if he's able to come back, and Paul George is, I think the Clippers are a, a dark horse right oh, now I that no one's talking about. Um, I haven't um, watched, unfortunately, maybe one or two, but like I can't. Really I got the Grizz as the favorite, though. Don't I get can't me out of that. I remember off the top of my head watching a Grizzlies game that John Morant didn't play, and maybe I watched one of them. So like, I can't. I don't know. I haven't seen much more than highlights of the games he's not playing in just because there's so many games on each night. If John Morant's not playing, I'm usually just not watching the Grizzlies game. But, like, what they've done without him at, like, 15-2 and is pretty incredible when you're looking at, like, who is the second – who is the next best player on the court? Is it Jaron Jackson? Is it Desmond Bain? Is it – Dylan Brooks has been hurt most of the year. Is it Tyus Jones? Like, I don't – it's just – it's pretty impressive because, like, they don't have that guy. Jaron Jackson's good. You're right. He's a – I don't think he'll win it, but I wouldn't be like, that's bullshit. If, I'd be like, okay, if he won it, sure, or whatever, um, if he won Defensive Player of the Year. But he's also playing, like, 28 minutes a night. So, like, to have your second-best player, and I'm not using this as a knock. I'm just saying, like, it's incredible. Like, your second-best player besides John Moran's playing 28 minutes a night, and you're running the table with these other teams, missing your best player and MVP candidate. Man, I don't have much of a take as to how they're doing it other than, like, 
everyone's really good at their role. They play good defense. They hit their shots. But, like, it's pretty incredible what they're doing because no one would look at that roster prior to this year. Like, I know you're a huge Grizzlies fan. No, 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 no. Prior to this year, if I had said, imagine John Morant misses 17, and this isn't a knock to you or anyone, imagine John Morant misses 17 games. What do you think they go? We'd look at that roster and go, like, they'll be lucky to go five. Listen, I think there's six wins away with seven or eight games left from a franchise record and wins. Uh, The Grizzlies are a team that I think is going to represent very well for themselves as long as Jock can get back on the court come playoff time. And a lot of people have been underrating that, but now a lot of people are coming around on that. Just don't be surprised if that, if that happens. No, not, uh, I, I won't be at all with the Grizzlies. And there's a lot of dark impressive. horses. I think there's so much parity. As much parity as there is right now in college basketball, there's so much parity right now in NBA basketball. So much parity in hoops right now, which I think making, obviously, March Madness and then NBA come playoff time, I think really exciting. So enjoy that. Got to touch on yeah. this, Rich. Got to touch on this, Rich. Because parody was an important for me word for me to bring up today, and this conversation was. Because I've been thinking about this so damn much since we've had this conversation so much this year. And I just have a few points to make here after I've heard a few things uh, now. Devin Booker not getting enough love for uh, MVP consideration after he drops 49 last night. What the Suns are doing, obviously, with the best record in the league, clinching a number one seed already overall in the league with 10 games left or so. Uh, I think they only have 14 losses. It's just incredible. Chris Paul out for a couple months, and Devin Booker carrying the squad. And really, he's been not been mentioned once. Not here on this podcast, and I mentioned everyone, apparently, according to you. But I just need to say this. I need to say this, Rich. Because if if we start off in a race, Rich, if we start off in a race, and I start off super fast, I start off super fast, but I'm crawling by the time we get to the finish. Is that a good race by me, Rich? Is that a good race I, by me, I, Rich? Because if we're going to take the whole regular season into account. Or is it better if I, I start off a little slow, you're cooking me, but I come back and win the damn thing because I'm real strong at the end. Recency bias, you you always bring this up to me. Recency bias to me is a part of, hey, I want to be better at the end of, end of the season as well. If not, even if I was struggling a little bit, rather than struggling towards the back end. I see Jokic struggling towards the back end. And let me just say this real quick, Rich. Let me just say this real quick, Rich. If the Boston Celtics get the number one seed in the East, Jason Tatum should be the fucking MVP. That's all. That I literally, I and I hate the Celtics, but I think that's a legitimate thing. That is a legitimate thing. And I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy to say Devin Booker should get it as well with what the Suns are doing with their record, which, by the way, I keep hearing this as well. Oh, MVP used to be going to the best team, uh, best player on the best team with the best record. And that's Devin Booker. So I would not be mad with Devin Booker or or uh, Jason Tatum, over these guys that we've talked about all year, and I don't think that's crazy take at all. There is an argument for more people than I could ever remember in the past. Um, Here's how I'm going to look at it. There are a few different ways to define MVP. There's no right way. Everyone does it their own way. Voters have, the guys that have votes all define it in their own way. That's how we end up arguing different people. So there's no right way. But here's how I look at it. If you define and there's a bunch of different ways. Don't start arguing like, that's not how you define it. I'm going to list nine different ways. So, like, define it however you want. If you're going to define it by advanced stats, the answer is going to be Jokic. If you're going to define it by the best player on the best team, I'd say right now your answer is probably Giannis or Booker, depending. It depends on how the, the season ends. But if it's best player on the best team, it's probably Giannis or Booker. It's not Jokic in that case. They're a six seed right now. If you're going to define it by 
if this guy wasn't here, how does this team do without him? I would say it's Jokic because they're at the bottom of the conference. Like there are different ways to do it. I don't think Jokic is the MVP. Um, I just think there's some arguments that support him. Like, look, I'm nothing I'm saying right now is going to be like, this is why Jokic is the MVP. I will give you the reason why you can't start saying like, it's this guy. <laughs> Rich, Rich, on, oh my hold on, God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> If Jokic falls to the seven seed, you, you can't do it. You can't have a guy in the play-in as the MVP. And if you want to argue he's close, he's too close to where he shouldn't get it, I would say Russell Westbrook shouldn't have got his then, but fine. There wasn't the play-in. Keep going. Yeah, there wasn't. If he's in the play-in, he doesn't get it. My reason for – I don't – I truly, if I'm making a list right now, have no idea what order to put guys in. I have a list of five guys that are there. This is my one reason why I will just tell you – the recency bias. If you had to rank top five on, right on, now, on, if you had on, to rank, this is the reason why I'll tell you the recency bias is a very real thing. Because Rich, Zach, let me finish what I'm saying. Before you start screaming things. Because the whole year does matter, and I don't think Devin Booker's a recency bias case. They have the best record the whole year. I don't think he's a recency bias case. I'm just saying when you start doing your anti Jokic, anti Jokic thing. Uh, let me just give you a few stats right oh here. Oh, my God. This when is not Jokic, even anti-Jokic. Hold, it's... Hold, hold on. When Jokic... I'm not saying he's the MVP. You just like to do the disrespect thing each time. The Nuggets are 40 and 25 in games that Jokic plays. They're a 500 team on the year, 40 and 25 when he plays. He himself, ninth in points, second in rebounds, seventh in assists. He's top 10 in the three major categories. He's first in win shares, first in PER, first in win shares for 48, first in involved, all the advanced stats. Like, the case is there for him, whether anyone wants to, anything you want to say about it, the full-year sample size case is there for him in almost every statistical category and in how he's carrying the team. That being said, I can't sit up here today and be like, come on, it's Jokic by a mile. Because, like, if the Timberwolves win their next game and the Nuggets lose their next game, they're tied for the sixth seed, and like the Nuggets could very easily end up in the seventh seed. The Timberwolves have more gas going for them right now. They have more capable NBA players. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Nuggets in the seventh seed, in which case I would never say that Jokic is the MVP. But what we're doing here on these is we're kind of talking about where we are right now, how things have changed from where we are in the past. So like As for right now, if I had to do a top five like you're saying, I, I truly don't know what order to put these guys in. Jokic and Embiid have slipped a little from where they were a month ago. They've absolutely slipped a little. The ad of Harden has hurt, hurt the 76ers. Yep. <laughs> and Jokic has been playing incredible. But, like, I watch all their games. You, he's, Can't be losing some he, of these he's, games. He's tired. Like, I'm watching him and, like, I don't blame him. He's counting on to do everything for the team. But, like, he's fucking tired out there. So, like, him and Embiid have lost some steam. But I'd still say they're both in the top five comfortably. And then I'm looking at Giannis. And then it gets tough because I'm going to leave someone out I want to put in there. There's there's three other guys. It's a top six for me right now. I don't know who to leave out. Like, Booker's in there, but he'd probably be the one I leave out if I leave someone out. It just feels wrong to do. And it's Tatum and it's Luka to me. Um, and the only reason I'm leaving John Moran out is if we're talking right now, John Moran's there. I'm just looking forward two weeks, and it's so close right now. We're missing two weeks this yeah. late. Like, it, it hurts your case. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if we're saying this second, sure, John Morant's there, but at the end of the year, like, yeah. he's not. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, seeing that Jaws out for the last couple weeks, I was hoping he would have a last couple week charge. I mean, they're, 
them having the best franchise record, being the number two seed. I uh, forgot to mention that a little bit of blast on the Grizzlies. Second best record in the league, um, even without what they've done without him. Obviously, I think hurts his case because obviously that hurt uh, missing what, games, hurts MVP case. And I don't argue that. I really don't argue that. What's so I just crazy, think, just one I second, just, one second, what? Sorry. What's what? so crazy is this has been so absurd of a year that the guys I, I didn't list like four guys that were in the MVP yep. consideration. Yeah. Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, yeah. Kevin Durant. Like, so it's just been a wild year. Yeah. Not only has it been a wild year, just in general, it's been a wild time in a wild year, but, uh, yeah, dude, to me, that speaks to the parody in the sport. It speaks to the parody of the athlete and it's, it's all the way run down into college sport, college basketball right now. And that's why I'm screaming at the top of my lungs for more parody in college football, but we're not seeing that. We have never seen that. And uh, I just that's my main point on that. I, we're seeing a lot more parody, I think, in the NFL. Even though when you go look back on NFL history, there's really not that much parody. Uh, clearly, with you, you know how I feel about one of my guys who actually unretired, by the way, which I don't even know if I've talked about with you on here. Uh, that's how much has happened. Um, but no, I do think it's a I do think it's wild how many dudes are in this conversation. I do think with how many literally how many teams, and I said this heading into the NCAA tournament too. I thought there was fifteen teams that can win this thing. And if you go and could name your top ten teams that you think could win, how many of those are out right now? Because I guarantee I had Kentucky and Gonzaga in that. If you could if you could list ten teams to win the NCAA tournament, I guarantee I'd only have a few left. And and we'll see after tonight. A bunch of good games tonight, Rich. And this Elite Eight, I mean, there's so many teams in the sport of college basketball that can win a title. I think it's the most we've seen in a long time, if ever. I don't think that's a hot take at all. And I feel the same way heading into these NBA playoffs, especially with Kyrie now back for the Nets. Obviously, guys like you feeling like the 76ers, uh, Bucks. I mean, you got deepness heading, regardless of what's going on with Heat culture, fucking Jimmy Butler, I don't know what's going on with that. But he's just been a cancer everywhere he's gone at this point. So I don't know if it's a you thing or a heat thing or what. But, hey, whatever. I think the Heat are still in it. And I think the Bulls, even though the Bulls are 0-16 against top three seeds, I do think the Bulls still have a shot. And they're 3-13 and in their last 16 games or some shit. Not stumbling into the playoffs. Uh, not ideal. Not holding up to my take there. But we'll see if they can make a run. I, I, I don't know. Because I think the East is deep. I think the East is deep. Almost deeper than the West. Because when I go and look out west, the only the only thing I see is a bunch of really good records, but some more predictability on both sides, less, more parity all the way around. Like you don't really know what's gonna happen out west, dog. We were saying is Golden State the best team in the in the West? I don't see them winning a, a playoff series. Oh, uh so you know, just to think about all that, I'm like, Jesus, man. Let's see what's gonna happen then. Um, it's for it's me, absolute madness. For me, just watching the Suns play I'm not saying they're like by no means am I saying they're gonna like coast to an NBA title because I don't I don't think that but watching them play at least right now in the regular season and we saw it translate for them in the postseason last year so I have no reason to believe it's like a Utah Jazz where it's not going to translate like they're playing basketball on a different level than every other team is so like I'm not saying they're going to run through teams but I just don't see any scenario where I like pick another team against them like i could never pick the warriors or the grizzlies or the jazz or even the i think the map where i'll get on board with your mavericks one is not that i pick them to beat the suns but going down the list of teams they'd be the first team where i'd look at it and i'm like hey maybe they have a chance because I, I really don't think the jazz the warriors the way they're beat up and have been playing the grizzlies i just 
I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just looking at it as like when it gets to them and the Suns in the playoffs, I don't see that. Like the Suns are just on a different level right now. And like, yeah. Then I go over the East one seed and like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a hater, but like, I don't, I don't believe in it for the Heat. I just, I just think it's not going to translate to the postseason this year. I know a very similar team for them made it to the finals a few years ago. I'm not saying this because of anything having to do with the Jimmy Butler shit a few nights ago. I think that'll, that'll be, like, fine, swept under the rug, whatever. They probably battled out in the locker room. They'll be good, whatever, unless Jimmy Butler has another issue or something like that. I just don't think they're – I think for a Miami Heat team, I'm just talking about the one seeds right now, but, like, I think you're relying so much on Tyler Hero when it comes to the playoffs more than you should. Like, Jimmy Butler's – did you see the chat? The stat, do you know what Jimmy Butler's shooting from three the last month? Yeah, it's like 8.9%. Bro, listen. 9%. Listen, like, bro. They're going to need Tyler Hero to do so much to stay competitive against teams like the Nets, the Bucks, even even the fucking Sixers who are doing terrible. I just don't – maybe Bam can, like, shut down some guys a little bit. All right, all right. Game, Hold, on a, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So, if I – I, I have the Grizzlies as a favorite to come out of the West right now. Right now, as I got Ja coming back. Come playoff time, I got the Grizzlies oh, I, come out of the I West. Got the you, got the you got the Suns. You got the Suns by yeah. a mile. Okay. I, I mean, that's been my pick the whole yep. year. I've gone Suns Bucks all year. We're, and you're sticking with the Bucks in the East. You're sticking with the Bucks in the um, East. I'm going to, but I. So we're seeing a rematch yes, of last I, year's finals. That would be my guess. That's been my guess the whole year. It's not an exciting one, but I said it at the trade deadline when they made their moves. I put a bet in for them to win the Eastern Conference right after the trade deadline, and the Celtics have been impressive, and I'm rooting for the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference, so I win that bet. Like, I don't think I could pick the Celtics to beat the Bucs in a playoff series, but they could. Like, I would, I think I'd pick the Bucs in that series, but it's not some, like, oh, the Bucs should win that. Like, the Celtics have an incredible defense, and if there's any defense that's set up to give the Bucks real problems, yeah. it's one with Robert Williams, Al Horford. Yeah, let me just say something, too, because you said the whole recency bias thing didn't apply to Devin Booker. It really doesn't apply to Jason Tatum either, by the way. Celtics 21-3 and in their last 24 games, and they've been on a hot streak. Best team since the flip of the calendar year, January 1st in the NBA. Yeah, but, um, but for me, the reason I think it applies to Tatum is at the end of the day, the Celtics are three games above the Nuggets in the standing, and like I said, the Nuggets have an incredible win percentage in the games Jokic is playing and Jokic has been doing it in a bigger sample size all year now that all goes out the window if we end the season and the Celtics are a one seed and the Nuggets are a seven seed yeah but dude there's only literally there's like nine games left like the season's almost over like yeah with nine games left they're only separated by three games in the standings yeah and they're crushing teams by the way and here's another thing I checked back on our standings uh predicted in the beginning of the year I loved it you had the Jazz as number one, which, by the way, of course, the Jazz would be a one seed and get bounced in the first round. Because, oh, yeah, damn, that wasn't a same. I oh, no, I know. I'm just saying. Damn, dude, classic for the Jazz. Same old hamster wheel. Uh, I hope Donnie Mitchell gets out of there. Um, yeah, dude, I. Where did I. Where did I. Do you, do you remember it? Where did I have the Timberwolves? I'm curious. Yeah, you had them, I think, as a seven or eight. But here's okay. the thing You're, you deserve a lot of credit for that. You deserve a lot of credit for that because Carl Anthony Town was balling and he was part of my solo segment the other day because, I, dude, I love the, what the Timberwolves are doing for real. Um, yeah, I'll look this up. I'm on that 6-7 seed because I want them to see the Timberwolves do well, but I also want to see Jokic avoid the play-in, so I don't know which one of them I want to. Oh, wow, yeah, you had the Timberwolves at 10, brother. Okay. And they're definitely going to be above that looking like, huh? Yeah, I remember talking them up, but, like, well, the other thing is – 
we didn't expect the Blazers to throw in the season. We didn't expect the Lakers to suck this bad. And we didn't expect Zion to miss the whole year. And we didn't expect Kawhi and Paul George to miss the whole year. Yeah. So that bumps them up to good four spots. If those things don't happen, that's to the Browns, Von Miller to the Bills, six years, 120 million. I cannot believe that. Uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts, Wentz to the Commanders, Marcus Mariota the Falcons, uh, Jameis Winston returns to the Saints, and I could be missing a few others. There's a couple wide receivers. I saw Marquez Valdez scantling to the Chiefs, Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chiefs, find, trying to fill that Tyreek Hill hole, uh, who received 120 million to go play at the Dolphins. Uh, man, dude, so much money for the, these athletes to be made right now. Um, I just cannot imagine being handed a hundred and hundred twenty million dollar contract at 25, 26 years old. I heard this you know on the Shay Shay. I heard this on the Shay Shay podcast. This was like one of my things with Giannis though that I that I just I just so appreciated during last year's finals. I'm like, damn, dude, this dude, what is he, 26? Like, I'm pretty sure I remember thinking Giannis is one year younger than me, two years younger than me. I'm like, damn, dude, can you imagine being able to accomplish this much by turning 25 or 26 yeah, years old? Right now. It's just incredible. Yeah, Literally incredible to me. Um, what some of these dudes can accomplish and some of these contracts they can get at just such this young age. Uh, with everything attributed to what I think is, yo, just sports just such a wave right now obviously entertainment but to me the gambling side the money in it the all the streaming the talking about it like it, it's just really the only thing good to me you go look at what's going on right now just pretty much everywhere we talked a little covid you got the politics you got the war you got all kinds of shit to me it's all bad it's all bad shit regardless of what you want to say about it it's just never really good to me, the only thing waving right now, all back, fans in the stands, with everything kind of that went on, is sports, man. Good stories, bad stories, all kinds of takes. And with all these kind of moves happening, it's like, oh man, dude. Like, I don't even I don't even know where to be start with any of this stuff. Um uh, I will just I'll say start. this. I will just say this. Hold on. I saw Deshaun Watson got that big contract too. And I know I saw Deshaun Watson's statement. I'm not even going to come at Deshaun Watson, who's been getting these charges uh, not indicted criminally, and who knows how these civil suits are, will go. Which, by the way, all these dudes, a lot of these dudes have civil suits going on, athletes. Tyreek Hill uh, just gets a $120 million contract, been in some issues before. So it's like, yeah. to me, it's just like, all right, like, I honestly could not believe that that dude got that much money. Both of those dudes. Uh, Tyreek Hill, highest paid uh, non-QB. Deshaun Watson, literally the highest paid QB, uh, right uh, right there, yeah. right behind Aaron Rodgers, which, by the way, I'm like, damn, this is not a good move for the Packers, who lost Devontae Adams and all these. I'm like, dude, there's yeah, so much, man. I don't know where, where we start on this. A few things. I'll only touch one second on Deshaun Watson. I heard this brought up the other day, and I thought it was a good point. Maybe it's been said before. I haven't been following his legal stuff, but, like, Imagine 
being a professional athlete and they care about their bodies more than anyone else, like put thousands of dollars, millions of dollars into their bodies. You have people who like look after your body and are your trusted people. This dude has dozens of cases out with different massage therapists and multiple of them are in the same cities. I saw some like, I forget who it was, a former athlete, former football player. He was like, you do not have multiple massage therapists in the same city if you're not doing anything wrong. He's like, you have one person that is your person because they know your body and they know how your body works. He's like, the only reason you would go to multiple, and and they don't deny this. Him and his lawyer don't deny this because there are records of him at these places. The only reason you go to multiple massage therapists in the Houston area in a matter of days in the same week, going to three different facilities in the same week, it's because you're doing something wrong where you can't keep going back to the facility. He's like, you don't you don't go to a massage therapist and two days later as a professional athlete be like, let me check this other place out down the street. You have someone that works on your body. So like, I think that is a very compelling point. Like, and I saw multiple other like people t- touching on it. Like, here's my know. here's my whole problem with this whole thing, to be honest. Because um, Deshaun Watson's a great football like player. Like, you just take everything that we're going to talk about right now out of this. Like, dude, Deshaun Watson is a top three, top five quarterback in this league. We didn't even see him play last year. Um, so, yeah, cool for the Browns, right, if he's able to play. Is he getting suspended by the league? Most likely. Uh, is, he, is he getting suspended for the entire year? Probably not. Calvin really got suspended for the entire year. And it's just messed up to me at this point, bro. Because I'm talking about this the other day when I was doing my solo. I'm like, bro, if I had 22 people coming at me with these type of civil uh, allegations as average Joe Schmo golf professional guy. Like, dude, I would not be able to continue on with my life, never mind sign a $200, $30 million contract. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me, dog. Like, I think I think you need more of a prove-it deal uh, if you're Deshaun Watson with what's going on right now. And it's, I, dude, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just to me an NFL thing. Like, do it. Are there NBA dudes where you just see constant stories like this happening? No, like I, I don't. Like, do you? Like, you're more of an NBA guy. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's civil suits going on that we don't hear about, which are happening all the time. That could happen to you tomorrow. You're not gonna come out here and talk about it. I mean, those things tend to potentially happen to individuals throughout their lives, as long as there's no criminal instances involved, which there were here, and now there aren't here. Apparently, so it's this whole murky situation that I don't even know I can go into. But I don't know. What does this say about Baker Mayfield is the biggest thing for me. It's like, oh, if I'm going to pull this seggy right, seggy wrong thing, I need Chew back here for this. I kind of feel bad for my my man Baker right here. Where it's like, damn. Because my brother's like, dude, would you you asked me this. My brother's like, my brother's like, uh, would you take Baker on the Giants? I'm like, no. I'm like, absolutely not, dude. Um... Like, I feel bad for this dude because at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, you know how I kind of feel about Daniel Jones. I like Brian Dayball. I, I think the Giants, they'll probably be the worst in this division that is going to be kind of who knows to me at this point again. Um, But I'm not going to hang my hat on that as a Giants fan. I'm going to hope we're a little better, even though we might not. But we got two picks in the top seven. So, hey, who knows? Uh, we could get a couple splash guys, hopefully. Only point I'm trying to make here is, man, dude, I I don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to be a, 
not on a team this year. Like, what, is he going to be a backup? I see he's going to be a backup somewhere. I see there's probably still moves to be made and obviously the draft, but not looking good for my man Baker. Uh, not looking good for the Cowboys. Not looking good for Aaron Rodgers, who signed that big deal in Green Bay. A um, couple real big key losers for me and a couple real big winners as well this offseason. Uh, a lot in the same division, obviously the AFC West, which I think is going to be an absolute dog. An absolute dog. Um, I know a lot of people are probably slightly down on the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill, and it'll be interesting to see how Pat Mahomes does uh, minus Tyreek Hill. But I do think that's one of the best things about the NFL, and I was telling you this last time you were here, bro, all these moves that have gone down. And and, and I know this craziest offseason, bro, we could have said that last year or two years ago when, when we were saying it, when Brady was heading to the Bucs. And you had trades go down then too, Khalil Mack to the Bears and all these trades. Which, by the way, you go look back at a lot of these trades, these number one, these trades that go for number one picks, dog. Uh, there's only been a few where the players actually, you know, wind up turning out for the other team. Um, you know, I'm not saying Tyreek Hill won't be uh, decent, but uh, a lot rides on Tua here, which I've also had a lot of high hopes on Tua, and I know there's a lot of smoke on that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I saw that trade, and like I was actually at work in the office that day on like the few days I've been in there. Someone's like, oh, shit, the Jets or Dolphins are going to get Tua. And I was like, Tua, they are going to get Tyreek Hill. And I was like, what? Like, why Why would the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill? And then 10 minutes later, the trade comes out, and I see it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'd probably trade Tyreek Hill, too. Like, for me, it's – I was talking about this with you. We were playing, uh, like, Call of Duty. I think it was, like, the day it happened or something. And he was kind of arguing it being better for the Dolphins. I was kind of arguing it being better for the Chiefs. And here's yeah. my thinking. I don't know – I don't have a take of like, oh, it's a clear home run for this team. But I see a scenario where it pans out way worse for the Dolphins than the Chiefs. Because, like, what's the Chiefs' worst-case scenario? You lost your, you know, a top-five wide receiver. That's bad. A speed guy on the outside. However, you bring in MVS. You have Hardman. You have Pringle. You have Juju now. So that's a drop-off in talent. But when we're in a hard-capped league, this isn't baseball. When we're in a hard-capped league like football or the NBA – I can think it's an upgrade when you can replace an outside speed guy with someone of a similar skill set who's not quite as good at all in MVS, but a similar skill set can beat guys and is actually taller. And you're not having to pay Tyreek Hill $120 million. And you just got five draft picks, a first and a second this year. So, like, yeah, I agree. don't get me wrong. I, I see a scenario where the Chiefs maybe aren't as good or their offense isn't as explosive. But I think for the next five years, who does this trade look better for? Like, the Chiefs by a good bit to me. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I think the Dolphins are better than the Patriots, though, which I don't know what the hell the Patriots are doing. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I don't think the Dolphins are winning, making playoff runs, uh, winning the division over the Bills. So, you know, what does this really trade mean for uh, a guy like Tyreek Hill? Well, he's not really valuing winning over the money, which is okay. It happens for some of these guys. Um you know, you see other guys do it differently, and you know, I, I'm not really gonna touch on any of that. But I do think that's it's kind of the thing for me where even when I what I'm seeing about Devonte Adams now, where it's like, bro, he wasn't even close to Aaron Rodgers. Like, how is that even a thing? Like, to me, it, it, there's like so many things to talk about with this NFL offseason. Like the Packers, bro, they're having one of the worst ones. Like, 
you signed Aaron Rodgers, who like didn't even know if he wants to be there for like two or three straight years to like another like two or three year deal. Well, who knows what's gonna happen when they probably don't even win the division this year. Um, and he loses. A, they've lost a couple of their guys, big time guys, due to free agency, and I think they're in worse shape right now than the Chiefs, uh, which you come back and kind of talk about. I think you hit the draft if you're the Chiefs at wide receiver, and they'll be just fine because you have Pat Mahomes. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is going to be a bum next year, uh, but I don't see him being the MVP of the league without uh, Devontae Adams. And when you got Devontae Adams saying the type of stuff he is on his way out about Aaron Rodgers, on top of a lot of people saying all the stuff they've been saying about Aaron Rodgers, really not a good look. And if I'm a Packers fan, I'm kind of like, all right, this kind of sucks. Um, and I and I it's, feel- it's weird too because they're, if I'm not wrong, they're best case scenario outcome right now is at receiver sign Odell Beckham and draft two amazing wide Yeah, which is another thing that's killing Baker Mayfield right now, by the way. Uh, OBJ. um, Just the market for OBJ. It'll be interesting to see what OBJ decides to do. Um, And just wild for me. Gets a Super Bowl ring and has another uh, ACL tear right now. Just can't even put all that into perspective uh, with my knee kind of cringing up as we speak, but just wild. Like Baker Mayfield, probably not going to get a look. OBJ pretty much has his choice. I, I just feel like if I were OBJ and like, if you're that good and you're, even if you're any professional athlete, but if you're, especially if you're like, you know, one of the top five wide receivers at different points in your career, you obviously have like an absurd level of like confidence and like believing you could do something. So <clears throat> if I'm OBJ, I feel like the Packers just make so much sense. Like regardless of how anyone feels about Aaron Rodgers, it's like, all right, this is one of the best, like maybe five quarterbacks to ever live. And he has no clear option as a number one wide receiver. Like, yeah, I'm not healthy right now, but if I get there, like, could I do what Devonte Adams did, but like maybe a little bit of a poor man's version of what he was doing and put up some wild numbers. I just feel like that make makes sense but then again we're not in these guys head maybe obj just won and he's like i was happy last year like let me go to a team where i can be like a number two and like win and try and win a ring and you know i don't know but i think the packers makes a lot of sense because like yeah packers are desperate though dog if you're that good of an athlete you're not looking at alan lazard like ah damn he's gonna be the number one you're like yo i could go there and put up a thousand yards easy packers are desperate um yeah couple uh i cannot believe i would have thought that Somewhere in the Aaron Rodgers contract, as I think we all did, like there was a like, you're fucking signing Devontae Adams, but he took so much money where it seemed like Devontae didn't want to stay, couldn't stay. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been up on what's been up with those two, but I thought it was so weird that Rodgers got signed and then Devontae got traded. I just figured either the franchise tag or this contract for him was coming. So that's wild. Also crazy how good the Raiders are and that they could be the fourth best team in their division this year. Yeah. Yeah. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs is insane. You yeah. can tell me right now that any one of those teams win that division, and I would be like, like the Raiders have to be favored to finish last, even though they're all good teams. But like, you tell me the Raiders win that division, I'm like, yeah. Sorry, Chew. I'd, I'd maybe pick the Broncos as my least likely to win that division, just with all the new pieces they have. I'd probably pick that. Now, I'm not saying they come in last, but they'd be my last choice to win. Yeah, that's not that's not going to happen though. Because you're sleeping on the defensive additions they made too. You think they? You think they have a shot to win the division? The Broncos? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I I got the Chargers. I got the Chargers ahead of the Broncos. I'd go Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. 
I think the I think the Chiefs could come in fourth. That ass. I think the Chiefs could come in fourth. I think the Chiefs could come we'll in fourth. Our, I'm not putting any money on it. We got to wait till our, after the draft. We'll we'll do our little like just friendly bet that means nothing now. I got the Raiders finish finishing higher than the Broncos. You got the Broncos finishing higher than the Raiders. All right, we'll make uh, some of those predictions as it gets closer. I need to see the draft as well, but I'll take yeah, you I on mean, that. Other things I'll take you that. on that bet for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, I got a couple uh, le- out in left field wild takes, and we'll be out of here. Two of them. Right. Um, when's the last time you see me on video games? Dead-ass um, question. That's a dead-ass so, question. Funny enough, I don't know. I must have tossed my controller or whatever, and it was on my friends list but scrolled mad far down. This was, I think this was yesterday or two days ago, and I didn't, like, intentionally go to that, and it was, like, four people. It was, like, you, Duke, and, like, someone else. You were – it says last online over a month ago. It doesn't say the exact date. You haven't wow. two months yet, but it's been over a month. Holy shit. Somewhere you know what I think it third? is, though, for me? This is what I think it is. Between 30 to 59 days. You know what it is, though, for me with the video games, bro? And I heard this take and I was like, I kind of feel like this is what kind of got me away from the video games, for real. Um, Like, I remember playing on my PS2, uh, PS2, probably. Uh, Even video games before that. I remember having a Nintendo 64 when I was a little kid. Like, you plug the damn game in and you just play the game, right? Like, you just. You just get to play. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Um, that's why I go out and buy the disc sometimes for, like, the P5, which I now own, which I don't even know why I got. But whatever. Spend $750 for a fucking video game console in the fucking during a pandemic. Uh, anyways, the whole point is I go out and buy the disc because, like, yo, I'll just put the disc in and play it. I'll put the disc in and play it. Nope. You put the disc in, you got to download. It takes fucking five hours. You got to... I haven't played video games in over a month. Well, I don't even know how long it is. You go to turn on my P5 right now. I got to update all my motherfucking games just to be able to play them. I can't turn on and play it. I'm like, dude, fuck that. I don't want to do Why that. Why don't you just turn it Listen, listen it to this. You want to know what's even worse? Oh, it's like word. Never mind the fact you guys don't even play NBA 2K with me anymore. You go play fucking NBA 2K. You need about $500 to be good at 2K. Like, like dead ass. You need literally $500 to be good at 2K. And out of all these things that I've done since I've started podcasting, the one thing I've looked back on and like, damn, dude, I'm actually kind of pissed that I've done this shit is fucking video games. Bro, I've I've wasted about $300 on NBA Top Shot. I tried to get into that the other day because I saw a drop coming. I don't even know how to work that shit anymore. Crypto came in on that lost. fucking random shit. Crypto.com, Lakers, nothing. Got nothing. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I don't, I'm so far behind with all that shit. I'll get scammed before I fucking win anything on crypto. Anyway, anyways, I, I just want to be able to fucking play my video game if I plug it in and play it. I can't even fucking do that, dude. I got to download shit all the time. I got to pay $500 to fucking play, be good at a video game. And you guys don't even want to play with me, so I'm playing with fucking randos anyways. Fuck it, dude. I'm over it. I'm done with the shooting games. I'm done with all these games. Hot Wheels fucking... Any of these fucking games, bro. I'm over it. I fucking just watch games. I watch sports. I, I, I don't know. I just can't even. I'm fucking literally about to throw this shit out the window. I look at this shit all the time. I'm thinking, oh, maybe the boys are on. I don't want to be disappointed and finally come on and then you boys not be on. I don't want to hit you boys up and be like, oh, what's good, boy? You guys want to play some video games? Nah, fuck that. That was like five years ago. That's how much shit changes. That's how much shit changes. You know, it's just fucking wild to me, bro. It is wild to me all the shit that's changed. It just, in general, since, uh, whatever, five years, five years. I'm like, dude, this shit is just crazy to me. And my last thing I got to touch on is this, or would you need to respond to this? 
No, I would just say the only thing that it sounds like <laughs> changed is you've become less interested in video games, and we don't even play... <clears throat> I probably play a little bit less video games. I don't even play all that much less video games. I just play different ones because of exactly what you said. People are just so nice at 2K. It's not about not wanting to play 2K. I'd love to play 2K. Just people are way too good where it's like not even fun. Yeah, but that's why, to me, it's bullshit. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, 2K... 2K needs to figure it out where... You don't need a fucking down. All video games need to figure it out. Where you're not downloading shit fucking every time to play or fuck. Seg, the downloads isn't the issue. There's a download once a month or an upload once a month. No, the downloads are a fucking issue to me. And another thing that's an issue is turn your PlayStation on right now and leave it on for 24 hours, and all of them will be done the next time you go look at it tomorrow. (laughs) Why not? They'll all be done. Yeah, but if that to me. I, if I'm paying $750 for a fucking video game, I should be able to fucking turn on and play it right now if I wanted to, and I can't. Well, you would be able to if you had done that once in the last 60 days. Yeah, whatever, dude. You're a fucking, <laughs> you're a fucking dumbass. The problem, you the problem is you haven't turned it on in 60 days. All right, here. I got, a, I got another maybe out in left field slippery slope one, and then I got to go. Um, I sent you this in the, in the uh, chat the other day. Uh, I saw a couple of these. I've talked about this stuff on my podcast before. I got a text from my aunt this morning. I I think I might have told you told you this. I, maybe I didn't. Um, where my cousin has a girlfriend now. Met her on Christmas. Now they're getting ready to move in an apartment together. All fine and dandy. I'm all about all that shit for anybody that wants to do this. What I'm not about though, dude, is if you're trying to. And I guess the proper term for this is. Trans, right? Is this transgender when you're going to switch gender? Is I just want to make sure I'm on the right thing here. You shouldn't be allowed to do. You shouldn't be allowed to do sports. You should not be allowed to do sports. I saw, I saw, uh, some some winner of some some swim thing. I, I don't even know, dude, because I saw it and I'm like, I'm literally thinking the same shit that uh, Stephen Jackson is saying. I sent you that post. And I'm thinking to myself. Dude, I don't even have kids. I don't even know if I'll ever have kids, even though I met this girl and she's real cool. Um, Bro, if I had a daughter, like, I'm thinking, like, if, just, even if I put that into my perspective, like, bro, if I, even if I was like, oh, yeah, now I'm a girl, like, yeah, of course I'd probably be able to, like, go to, like, the uh, YMCA and play in the girls' league and, and cook them, but, uh, why couldn't I go cook them in the boys? Well, I'm not as good as the boys. Like, right, to me, right, it's the whole thing's you bullshit. You need to stop for a minute. That's where what Steven Jackson said. You can't get people information from people who aren't <laughs> educated on what they're fucking talking about. Like, look, no, stop, stop. Are, is it unfair? Yes. Should should a someone who every <laughs> their muscles, length of their body, everything is a guy but their genitals are a female, should they be allowed to compete in those sports? Probably not. I hear you there. Like, it, it makes it not fair. Where it gets to be really stupid is, like, Steven Jackson, like, the most insensitive thing you could possibly say is, like, oh, this dude, like, couldn't make it in guy sports, so he comes over to dominate girls. Like, yo, you think a dude got his dick chopped off because he wants to do really well in girls sports? Yeah. Like, no. This is a... Th- the sports is like they probably want to play sports. I promise you, you got to be a sick, sick fuck if you're getting a sex change just to play a sport. That is not why anyone's doing this. So, like, I hear you. I hear Steven Jackson on like, is it fair? No, it's making it not fair for everyone who like 
competes hard at this. If we want to just end it at they, we need to figure out an alternative solution and that can't, they, they can't be competing that way because it makes it unfair. Fine. I'm with you. But when we start getting into like, Oh, they just want to like dominate and like, they did this because they couldn't make like what Steven Jackson was saying. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Like, it's, it's the same as like speaking on shit you don't know about with someone's like depression and shit they're going through with their life. Like a person got a whole ass sex change. You know how much money that costs, how much time that costs, how many surgeries that costs, how you, like self-consciousness you probably feel after that shit's done. I promise you they did not do that shit to play a sport. So that's where it's dumb as fuck to me. It's like, I hear you. Should they be allowed to play that sport? Probably not. We need to find a solution since a lot of this stuff is becoming more like relevant today. Like, yeah, it had been done years ago. I have a, I have a cousin who's way older than me who they're referred to as they, they got a sex change like before, way before any of this, sh- I knew about any of this shit. And I was like, what, what the fuck's going on? But like, it's, it's new <laughs> yeah but it's dude new yeah it's not even it's not an it's issue so many people i'm just yeah. saying like wh- how are you allowed to play sports I'm i just with you. i'm with you on that's that. all i'm trying to say i just don't no, understand that I'm not coming I, at you. that's you all i'm saying thing, i was just stopping you before you maybe got into the other end of the stephen jackson thing because i didn't know where you were going when he said that i was like dude that's the most ignorant shit i've ever heard like you are involved in sports you stephen jackson talk about sports and played sports the person who went to get a sex change was not like, can't wait to fucking dunk on some girls after this. That's not what they were fucking thinking. Like, that's not like it's just, it was the way he put it was like that would like if I was like a transgender, if I'd gotten a sex change or anything like that's wildly offensive. Like, people oh, for sure. Like, oh, for oh, sure. Like, you just you sucked at sports. So you did. this. Oh, like, for what, sure. Dude. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. That dude, everyone's got a podcast and a platform now. They get mad viewers than us. Like, yeah, dude, they say some wild shit. I think that's part of what's wrong with society. I don't know, whatever. Like, you can have these conversations without being like that. Whatever. Stay in your lane, kind of thing. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't say it. You can speak on sports and say sports is unfair if you're Steven Jackson. The second you start going into like why someone got a sex change, like, bro. Thousands of people get sex change. I would be surprised if one did it for a sports advantage. Like, yeah. <laughs> because because let's think of it this way: if you got a sex change for a sports advantage, that means you're going from guy to female. Where where is your like future? Like you you did it to play in the WNBA and make forty k a year or whatever it is. Like, all right, that was a wild decision to get a sex change. There's no like professional league. Like, <laughs> I don't think people are getting sex changes to dominate high school and college sports. Is my thing. Like, that's not we need to find a solution but like that is not the reason they're doing it yeah i know but like in a sense like the way he says it this is where i'll this is where i'll push back a little bit like he was right on just listen of what no said. i know but no, let me just I'm, yeah i know let me just push back slightly on this and i have one more thing to say before i go because i got passionate about this last night at work and i felt like i had the mic on but i didn't uh here's the thing bro if you're if you're young enough, yeah, somebody like me, whatever, dude, I ain't doing anything. But if you're in if you're in youth sports right now and you decide to do this, don't tell me that that's not a clear advantage. So all I'm trying to say is they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Because if I had a daughter in fucking high school golf getting beat by a dude in golf, technically, I'd be fucking pissed. Like, yeah, that dude can do whatever he wants or what they whatever we're calling. I have no problem with that. That should just not be competing against my daughter. They want to have their own league, whatever. They might have to figure something out like you're saying. I just think in a sense where if you did it at a young age like that, you're basically doing it to go, basically saying you can't compete with, with, if you're playing the sport. Like, 
if you do something like that and decide to play a sport, that to me, at a younger age, has to be part of what you're thinking. Part of what you're thinking. The truth and real of what you're thinking that the actual people aren't going to actually say and talk about because it's kind of weird and fucked up. But I actually think that's a legitimate thing because nobody wants to talk about fucking real life shit. What? I... I don't even know how you figure it out. It'll get figured out eventually, but, like, so many things in this country and, like, people hate feeling uncomfortable. And this is why I feel like so many people, like, wherever, like, oh, like, there are two genders. You can't be this. And, like, I'm just kind of like, dude, whatever the fuck makes you happy. I don't give a shit yeah. you, what's on your page. Yeah, the problem is shit. not a lot of people are like no, no, that. No, I know, but, yeah. but I'm saying, like, the problem when it comes to sports is so many things, including sports in our country, are done by, like, men, women. And now you have someone who's a man as they were born and has the whatever, all the parts of a woman and identifies as a woman. So it's like, it's this really tough line. It's like, you don't want to tell that person who identifies fully as a woman, like, nah, you got to compete with the guys. But like, that would be the easiest solution. I don't think that's what they do as a solution. So like, literally the only other solution is like, as we move forward, people will become more comfortable, like, that feel this way, getting a sex change, doing what they need to do. Maybe there's enough people where you, I, like, I don't know. Like there probably won't be enough people to have a transgender sports league. So like, that's the thing. I don't know what you do as a solution. Like the only solution is. They're sorry, not allowed to play sports. Guys, which is like, I don't think that happens, but I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I yeah. agree with you. It's not fair, but I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. There's a lot of things that aren't fair, man. Um, you know, what the fuck are you going to do about that? I mean, uh, like, <laughs> I guess it's stupid as fuck. I'm just trying to think of like ways to do it, but I'm like, fine. If you want to compete in the girls event. Okay. But your records are going against the guys. I don't, I don't know. Like there's no, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, Whatever dude. If there was an easy answer, it would have been figured out. It's not going to be figured out. Probably on top of everything else that we're trying to figure out that probably won't be figured out, but people just keep talking about it. Um, the, the one last thing I'll say, just on the college tournament, uh, connected to this and then I got to go, which is, I said this a couple times to you before. I, I still don't understand this. Like, I, I hate Villanova. I don't know what it is. I just hate Villanova. Um, and that dude, Gillespie, I was telling you this. He's has to. We looked it up. But I think he's been there for five years. I swear it's longer than that. So I don't even believe that. But my point being on this, Rich, is if I was going to school during when COVID happened. Say, I went to college, went four and a half oh, years. No, you need to listen to this. What do you mean, not this? No, we this is this, this is fucking bullshit to me. This oh, is bullshit God. to me. If you were going to school during when COVID strike, uh, as a just a normal fucking college person, you pay your fucking online, tw- you take your online classes full tuition, no problem. Don't get to go back to school for an extra year. But athletes do, dude. I don't know. In a way, I think it's what helped create a little bit more parity this tournament. You got, like, a bunch of super seniors, bro. Kevin O'Banner, who transferred to Texas Tech, uh, you know, had been with the Oral Roberts, was one of those three teams to make a run to the Sweet 16, including St. Peter's, who plays Purdue in a few hours. But point being, bro, it it's such bullshit to me. It's literally – it's honestly bullshit to me. Like, I don't, I don't understand how that – how that student shouldn't be allowed to enroll for an extra year then if they want to come back to indoor class now that all of a sudden indoor class is allowed, but virtual was a whole thing for a year. But athletes get an extra year? Can you just tell me how that is fair? Like, if you were in school during when that happened, 
Would you not be upset about that? Because I certainly would because I hated taking online classes. I probably would have dropped out of school uh, like a lot of these kids did when COVID struck. But athletes didn't have to. There's just so many sides to it because, like, if you look at it from the school side, it's like, well, you just got your full-ride scholarship, but you didn't do the basketball thing that we gave you the full-ride scholarship for. So the school probably wants them to come back and play, those good players. Like, there's just there's so many different sides to it. Like, I don't know. They didn't – what are you playing for when we play a season? Like, you're not – you're waking up every morning at, like, 5 a.m. doing training stuff. Like, you're doing that to play in the tournament, in your conference tournament, trying to get, it like, to the final four. Like, try, like that's what you're playing for. And to, like – just have that kind of ripped away a quarter of the way through the season. This was, it wasn't a quarter of the way through the season because COVID happened like February, March. So like to have that happen, like 66% of the way through the season is, I don't know. It's pretty tough. Like I hear your argument, like, well, they played over like half a season. It's like, yeah, but they didn't do the thing they were playing for. None of them, like they did all that work and like got cut short of like all the games that mattered to them. I'm like, look, is it fair to the people behind them that would have been up next? Rich. Probably not, but like I'm like not even talking sport. strictly sports. Is it were the were the dudes that were going to class in class before they changed everything to virtual not putting in the work to get their fucking degree? Like all I'm trying to say is what? why is it just the athletes who are getting these extra year like these extra year of eligibility and it just it seems like it's warped the sport a little bit because now you've added in NIL. You added in Transfer Portal. And it's like, now these dudes are taking advantage of that all the way down to a guy like J.R. Smith. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it personally. Like, I don't... I, it's less than ideal for some people who are stuck behind now fifth-year seniors when they thought it was their turn. Like, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, that suck, That does suck for them. But, like... Someone's getting fucked on this either way. Like it was either the seniors of last year who were just like, "Sorry, fuck it, you don't get to, you don't get a tournament, you don't get an end of your senior season," or it's the guys under them. So like, I don't know. I think my thing's like, I I hear you why it's unfair, but the other solution would would also be unfair. So it's kind of like I don't I don't I don't know where that leaves us. You know. I guess everything's unfair though, because everything we get down to these conversations, everything's like, yep, unfair. No, but I'm saying like it's. Your, your argument was that it's it's not fair. Like, this isn't the way it should be. But I'm just saying, like, we could do that same argument had they done it the opposite way and say, you guys don't get another season. We could be like, oh, that's so unfair. So it's like, it's going to be an unpopular decision either way is my point. I agree with the decision they made of, like, we probably got to give these guys another chance. Like, some people are going to miss out on professional careers because of, like, this time they missed or, like, whatnot. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're misunderstanding my point. The only thing I'm trying to say is if we're going to give them their time to come back and advance their sports career, let's give all the students the opportunity to come back and advance their career. Like if you were in your senior year at college and midway through your senior year at college, up COVID, got to leave, virtual class only, like, yeah, you'd be, whatever, like what? Would would you go back? Maybe not. Not all your friends would go back, but some of them would. The opportunity to go back. That's what you were saying, but like, yeah, but... uh, I hear you. The school's argument to that would be like the athletes didn't play sports. The students took their tests, learned their materials. I hear you. I hear you. you. (laughs) I'm I'm just, you know, you looking at it kind of from the other way here. Like the school's going. Yeah. I'm always looking at shit from the other way. I'm I'm a wild dude. Finish their year of athleting. I'm a wild dude. It's, it's a tough one. There's no there's no right answer on that one. Like, someone's getting fucked either way. 
All right, well, maybe I'll catch you on the video game soon. Maybe we'll get in a pod before we get into the NBA game next week. Otherwise, I'll see you Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. I took the afternoon off after 12, so you guys can come up here whenever. We could whatever get to New York whenever. Yeah, I'm off, so I'll be up there around then. I'll talk to the boys. Word, 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 word. Yeah, glad Duke's making it. It should be, it should be a good time. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Knicks suck, but... Hornets definitely still got a chance. So Knicks do suck. Hornets will be fun. Tibbs won't rest the guys. Looking forward to seeing RJ quickly. Some of the young guys wouldn't even. Julius Randle's been out a few games. I'm sure he'll be back by then. Wouldn't even be mad if he was out, but if he's in the pool. Yeah, I saw just a crazy stat on the Hornets real quick from uh, last week. Uh, they're 35 and 35 win loss records. 17 and 17 at home, 18 and 18 yep. on the road, 22 and 22 versus the East and 13 and 13 versus the West. I'm like, "Damn, we're going to see this team this year. This is pretty cool. Fucking balanced as hell." It's pretty sick. Yeah, no, the Hornets will probably scrape the Knicks and I'm looking forward to that. I'll make sure I throw that bet in before we head out of Connecticut since I can't make that bet in New York. Uh, total joke. All right, brother. Uh, enjoy the sports. Uh, maybe I'll catch you. I do have some yeah, actually, I'm off tomorrow, and I I got a couple lessons. But other than that, I'm probably just hanging around and be around. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll try and get my downloads going. Also, got a show. Right. Yeah, look at this, bro. Sick. Fun- I got some Funko Pop collection going. Look at this. Special edition Michael Jordan rookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's shit's, funny. Shit's sick, bro. One of my buddies at work had a shitload of those on his desk for different Funko things. Funko Pop, baby. It's a New oh, Jersey right, collection. Bro. All right, much love. Good talking. Peace, bro. All right, peace. Richie Dingbat. Much love to my friend, Richie Dingbat, coming through, talking some sports with so much going on in sports, all areas, all angles, all opinions, conversation, takes. It's all out there for real. Uh, So many wild things from just so many people being divided on so many areas whether it's a sports take uh obviously things that are more serious than a sports take and at this point it's kind of just a shame to see all the things that have kind of wound up the way they are right now and sadly at the end of the day apparently everything just comes down to greed and money and it's i don't know it's weird and sad for me when people are fleeing their country and don't know if they'll have a place to live and yeah whatever it's not that big of a deal to us but yeah who knows i mean you don't know uh what could happen to you or i think that's where a lot of people tend to just move on just fine where i tend to struggle because at the end of the day, much of things seem like they turn around or get better, or you feel better, or you're doing better. It's not going to go away. Trials, tribulations, tragedies, things you've been through, and everyone does it at their own pace. And fortunately, I feel like so much has just changed everywhere, not only in sports, but obviously the world. And all kinds of things of that nature in regards to everybody, right? So, I don't know, it's kind of just all wild to me. Getting, getting older here. 
you know. At this point, I'm just happy for the people that I still have, you know, to be able to converse with and spend time with and come on the podcast with or hang out, golf, do whatever with. Uh, Definitely been enjoying them sports. There's been plenty of that going around. And I'll continue to do that. Forgot to tell Rich that I cashed out my first sports bet. Uh, definitely been turning things around on the sports betting, which has been solid. Um, and yeah, I heard like the funniest gambling ad commercial today, which I just on top of everything that changes on a daily basis, just like all these things that change all the time. Uh, things changing so quickly. The gambling to me is just one of the most wild things. Sports gambling and being able to do that on your phone is unreal. But hey, it's 2022. A lot of different things changing on a daily basis, you know. Change with the times, keep up with the times, or stay rooted in your ways. Do whatever makes you happy, what you have passion for. Keep fighting. Much love. So I have for your day waves today. Appreciate all listening as always. And as always, I'm not ashamed what I have to say. It's the man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. You listen to Seggy Station. Hey.